guys. Welcome to the Boom Tequila Podcast with your hosts. I'm Jody And I'm Erin. Join us every Monday for entertainment and relationship-focused topics, music recommendations, and some fun, more personal topics in our Dish Bish segment at the end. Today, we are talking about social norms. Specifically, how social norms impact our relationships and how we communicate. Social norms are basically cultural defaults that we are sort of programmed to buy into without question because it's just how things are done. There are so many social norms that have a massive impact on how we view relationships, communicate in relationships, and what we expect from people we are in relationships with. Most of these you may have never even thought about because perhaps it's naturally aligns with what you want, or perhaps it's because you never realized there were other options. And I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation today because Jody and I both bring very different perspectives here where I've always kind of questioned or not felt totally aligned with a lot of social norms in general. I tend to be single. I don't have any interest in marriage. And I think that every relationship is unique and valuable, whether it's like platonic or romantic or somewhere in between. Like I'm okay with relationships not being labeled or having typical rules because I don't feel like that's what makes a relationship significant or secure. Where Jody is a little bit more aligned, I feel like, with social norms. She's a bit more, not a bit, she's a serial monogamist. And I think she's always felt that there is some added value or a sense of security in the labels. She loves tradition and anything that feels like it's going against the grain or something that is maybe going to upset people around her, I think makes her a bit uncomfortable. So for her, not having labels, I imagine feels like a relationship is not defined or she might question where she stands and just have more anxiety in general. So we both seek stability and security in our relationships I think we just have different points of reference for what that means and what makes us feel grounded and secure in a relationship. Jody, we're going to talk about more of this as we dive deeper in on various topics throughout this episode, but I definitely spoke for you a little bit there. So I wanted to give you a chance to, if you wanted to clear anything up or add anything to what I said. Honestly, I think you know me better than anybody on the planet. So you speaking for me is just fine. (laughs) You were correct. Yeah, I, I definitely... I like to know where I stand and labels are comforting to me and it not knowing and not having that label definitely can cause some anxiety for sure. And that's in all relationships, not just like dating or marriage and stuff, you know? Yes. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, I think there's probably more focus on romantic relationships, but we're talking, we're touching on all of them. So yeah, basically what we're going to do in this episode, we're going to walk through several social norms. We're going to talk about what they are and if or how we do or don't align with them. Jody, do you want to read us the first one? So the first one is the relationship escalator. This is the idea that a successful relationship progresses in a linear fashion from dating to moving in together to getting married and having children. Having an outline of how things should progress in a relationship can offer a sense of direction or next steps to look forward to. On the other hand, The relationship escalator can create pressure on individuals to reach these milestones at a certain pace or be seen as unsuccessful in the relationship if they don't. So Jody, did you follow the relationship escalator and what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I did. I I definitely did. I um, did the whole dating around a little bit. I, I wouldn't say dating around, but I had like serious boyfriends one after another that I've kind of talked about before. I dated my husband for a couple years 
I would say about a year before we got engaged and then like another year and a half before we got married and then had a child a couple of years later. So I definitely went by, you know, your typical what's expected, the old school stuff. And I, on the other hand, did not follow the relationship escalator. I had a child when I was fairly young and we lived together. Like, so his dad and I lived together after he was born. We did end up getting engaged, but never married. And to be honest, I don't think either of us really wanted to get married. I think it was just what we were supposed to do. I know for me as a woman, I think there's a lot of judgment that comes with being unmarried and having a child or even living with someone that you're not married to in a lot of circles. And I think that I wanted to kind of relieve that sort of shame that I had about it. I don't remember ever really being excited about actually getting married or the wedding or even wedding dress shopping, like typical stuff. Like there were no tears of joy of like or excitement. I remember just feeling so awkward about the whole thing. But basically, I used to have this kind of internal struggle between not really wanting marriage and feeling like I was supposed to. There's this narrative that especially for women, your choices are either get married or die a lonely cat lady. And the reality is being a cat lady isn't lonely at all. <laughs> yeah, I think they've got it figured out, actually. <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding. But I mean, it's true. There, But those aren't the only options, as was really what I was going to say. <laughs> I have talked about my views on marriage some before. So this is going to be a little bit redundant, I think, for our regular listeners. But basically, a few years ago, I did some serious deconstruction work, starting with religion. And a lot of things that just never sat right with me. And it had a huge ripple effect that allowed me to think about what I wanted and didn't want outside of a religious lens and rules. So realizing that I really don't care about marriage has been, for me, extremely freeing because I no longer look at a date as a potential partner through this lens of whether or not I want to continue purposefully dating towards marriage or not. Uh, For me, the relationship escalator always ends up feeling very trapping and confining. And I don't want that in a relationship. I value freedom and autonomy. And I want to know that regardless of the relationship dynamic, the person is choosing to be there free of any obligation. So like, to me, that's more comforting than the label or the stage that we're in or what we're working towards. Anything else you wanted to add on relationship escalator? No, I I, I don't know if I'm like jumping ahead on this, but I do think it would be really interesting to know and I'm sure there's been studies and stuff. I know you're big on studies, but the amount of people that don't necessarily want to be married, but they want the wedding. You know what I mean? You know what's funny is if I were ever, if I had to pick, oh, I don't know, which one would I pick? I don't want, the wedding seems so awkward to me. I've always thought the idea of a wedding is so absurd. Like to spend, I think the average cost is like $10,000 on a single day that you're hosting to kiss somebody in front of all your friends. (laughs) Like, but I know right. it sounds ridiculous, but a lot of people like they want that wedding. They want That's that deal like... about them, everyone looking at them and mm-hmm. a lot of people. And I feel like they go into it wanting that, not realizing what, what comes, comes after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's a good point. I definitely think that most women want that. It's like that fairy tale princess. Like you want to wear the dress and like have your big day. And like, it's this, it's this huge cultural milestone that I think we put a lot of importance on as a society. Yeah. And I feel like if people really thought about it and looked at it for just themselves, because it's just about the husband and the wife, it's just about you. 
And if you're going into it, wanting that partnership and that team and just to be with each other in the long run, then they would, a lot of them would probably spend a lot more money on the honeymoon and enjoying their time together and celebrating by themselves. Go to the fucking courthouse and do it. Who cares? Or not even actually get married. Just, you know, you can, right? you can always do something in your backyard and have everyone come. You know what I mean? Like I, I actually know people that have done like weddings, like had a wedding ceremony because they wanted almost like a commitment ceremony. Like they mm-hmm. wanted a celebration of their relationship and that kind of like thing without they didn't want to really get married married and I think that's fine too I think you know I think it's okay to think outside the box and think about what you really want why you want it and come from that place which is hard to do because we are programmed to kind of just be on autopilot with a lot Mm -hmm. of these things that we're talking about today like it doesn't even occur to you that you need to think about it or that there's another option so until you think about it absolutely (laughs) but the next one that we're going to talk about is communication expectations or should we say lack thereof there are so many things that it is socially almost a taboo to bring up especially early into a relationship like if you're just talking to someone or starting to see someone asking if they're seeing other people or who else they are seeing is something that i think a lot of people don't generally do instead they tend to either assume that they're both seeing other people or that they're not, which ultimately is going to lead to problems because you probably are going to have a scenario where one person is actually seeing other people and the other person is not. And like, yeah, you both assumed that you're doing whatever you're doing or it's just, it's messy. You know what happens when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. But communication is definitely very important <laughs> in all relationships. I'm sorry. I, like <laughs> <laughs> I think there's... Also, the social norms surrounding how people define cheating within relationships, where women tend to define cheating as physical, emotional, and online relationships, many women also define looking at porn or following a lot of women on Instagram as cheating. Often men don't hold the same definitions, but these conversations are never had. Just because something is the norm does not mean it is healthy or the right way to do things. This, the communication stuff is probably one of my biggest pet peeves of all. Most people honestly are not very good communicators. And I just don't get like, why is it so standard to assume and so taboo to just ask direct questions? I think if more people could strip away all of the assumptions and be okay talking about everything, like the even the uncomfortable stuff and defining things on their own terms and really take more time to get to know each other, it would solve so many challenges. If we would be more comfortable communicating about the uncomfortable stuff, just being like very, very honest. Let's say you have an anxious attachment style. If you're honest about that and you're like, look, I have like foundationally a kind of an anxious attachment. So there might be times where I question things. Most of the time I'm gonna like try to sort that out, but there may be times where I'm feeling anxious and I wanna just talk to you about that rather than you know, whatever might need a little reassurance and like even being open about that rather than just trying to like not talk about stuff and mm-hmm. assume and wonder and like overthink it just that would feed the anxiety. Like to me, yeah, that would just feed the anxiety. No, for sure. And the thing is, like, if you're feeling first of all, if you're too anxious or scared to communicate about something that's important to you, that's telling you something about the other person if they make you feel that way. Also, if you do say something to them, Their reaction is going to tell you a lot too. Like if they're reacting in a negative way and not communicating in a healthy way with you, then 
you probably shouldn't move forward with whatever kind of relationship you have with this person anyway. So it's good to communicate because it tells you a lot more than even just like their verbal answer. The way they act can tell you a lot more, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so what in the world? Ma- ma- na- 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 can you say that for me? Really? Mononormativity. Mononormativity. Jesus Christ. No, I'm sorry. Okay, I can cut that, but it's mononormativity. (laughs) No, you can leave it. (laughs) I'm sorry. What the (laughs) fuck was that? I'm squinting on that one. Like, I'm not a dumbass, but what the fuck? This is (laughs) when (laughs) the general culture prioritizes monogamous, long-term romantic relationships as the only valid form of intimacy. In this culture, anything outside of that is often seen as abnormal or even taboo. We often hear things like people are looking for the one or this idea of one true love of soulmate. Jenny, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I, I think along with everything, my thoughts or just what what makes you happy? What makes the person happy? Like I I definitely am monogamous and I I too insecure and self-conscious for to have an open relationship I just think like it just wouldn't work for me and I but I can see where it does for other people and that's wonderful because everybody's different so yeah I think if you believe that there is the one or a one true soulmate or whatever then that's great and I hope that you find them (laughs) what I think is wild about the mononormativity in our culture is that it is more normal now I'm not saying healthier but it is more normal for like someone to be monogamous and cheat than it would be for someone to just be open in a relationship. That is the part that I will never understand. Um, I think on my end, the romantic side of me definitely likes the idea of a soulmate, but I think we can have great connections with people who completely change our lives for the better, who might only be in it for a while or who are platonic. Or maybe even more than one, like, great love or whatever. So I think the entire idea, to me, comes from a place of limitation and just a center around the traditional and nuclear family structure that is ultimately a bit patriarchal and just limiting in general. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with monogamy at all. I just think making that the cultural norm, I don't know. It's a little old school. Whatever they want to do. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I feel like it's more normal nowadays to hear someone that has been in a relationship and cheated than it is to find someone that's been in a relationship and has not you know what I mean like that's probably true yeah yeah so holidays and important dates another aspect of social norms and relationships is the importance of holidays and anniversaries in traditional relationships there is often a lot of pressure put on individuals to celebrate these milestones in a certain way such as going out to dinner or buying expensive gifts This can create expectations and stress within relationships, especially if one partner places more value on the occasions than the other. Do you remember in high school when you would like celebrate with your boyfriend, like today's our one month anniversary. We started talking two weeks ago today. Like, do you remember that? I didn't have boyfriends in high school. Oh my gosh. So you know how I'm like, (laughs) I'm like a hoarder and sentimental about stuff. Like I keep all my like date books from high school and it'll say like one month with so and so and like so cute and and like I have marked like days that I had sex or whatever like (laughs) that's so cute (laughs) it just made me think of that but like um I think anniversaries and stuff are cute but like 
I feel like it's another one of those things, you know, how, what do they call it? Like a Hallmark thing when they create something like holidays and stuff where like, there's this list for anniversaries. It's like on your one year anniversary, you get like paper on your two year, a gold on your three. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's so fucking ridiculous. Like it is. if you want to celebrate, celebrate, but like there shouldn't be this. I don't know. I think it should be something that you talk about and like get on the same page with because this is one where I definitely think it's common for like, let's take Valentine's Day. You might have one person who's like, oh my gosh, it's our first Valentine's Day together. I hope he's planning some great romantic dinner (laughs) for me. And he's like, you know, coming home from work. He's like, I picked up white cash all. And you're like, that's Valentine's (laughs) Day. Because maybe to him, it's like, it's fucking Valentine's Day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not against. I'm in no way against. Like, I love holidays and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with this one. This one's just a very neutral, like, just yeah. on the same page. Yeah. Okay. The next one is platonic and romantic relationships when it comes to how we look at those. So it's really common for platonic relationships to take a back burner to romantic relationships with this idea of romantic partners being the most significant other. This can lead to a devaluing of platonic relationships and even the dismissal of the importance of having close friends. So I personally totally disagree (laughs) with this one. I hate it. I don't think that platonic relationships are less than our romantic relationships. And I don't think that your close friends who have been there with you through everything should take a back burner to, you know, the new guy that you're excited about that you just met a month ago. I think we've all been there. Like, you know. No, I, I 100% and, and there's agree there's an element you. of like, you you know, a new relationship is exciting. Yeah. It's kind of like consuming a little bit. It can be. And I think that's normal to an extent. But mm-hmm. this idea that you have to put my man first and all this kind of like... No, I'm a hundred percent agree with you. I can see when you're first in a new relationship, like it's exciting. You want to spend time with this person. You're getting to know them or whatever. But the thing is your friends have been there for a lot longer than you've been with this guy. And then you're just going to like toss them aside. And like for some random guy, that's probably going to be gone in a few months anyway. Like that's so fucked up. And that's why a lot of people don't have close friendships as they get older. I swear, because you hear so many people are like, I don't have any friends or I only have like two friends. I wonder why. (laughs) Well, and for women, I think it's especially harder because as women do get married and have children, they become very secluded to the home and to child raising. And it becomes very hard, even if they wanted to it becomes very hard to like make new friends or prioritize friendships outside mm-hmm. of the home um, in a way that I think is not the same that men. I think what what I see in the women that I know that are married is their men tend to have more freedom. Like if they want a boy's night out or want to stay late after work, all they have to do is just like, hey, staying late or hey, absolutely, I'm going out of town next week for work. Yeah. A woman could never, who has kids, could never just be like, let their husband know Hey, I booked a girl's trip. Yeah. Well, or I if do. she did, she would have Me. to have already child care for it. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? You know what? You never see men losing their friends or like stopping talking to their friends or having boys nights or whatever. It's always women. And it's like, it's expected that like, you're supposed to put the man first. Like that's so fucked up guys. Like do better. Treat your friends better. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you should treat your man like shit. Like, right. No. Man. Like, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Treat your exactly partners well, but treat your friends well too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So next is, do you need a best friend? Lastly, let's explore the concept of a best friend and how hierarchy plays a role in platonic friendships. The idea of a best friend can create pressure on individuals to have a singular most important friend and can lead to feelings of exclusion or jealousy within friend groups. The idea of needing to have a best friend, which can create a hierarchy within friendships, with some friends being seen as more important or valuable than others. What are your thoughts on this one? I think you need a best friend. And I feel like if you have other friends that are close, like you can have best friends. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with having a best friend. And I just, yeah, I I don't know what I would do without my best friend. So I agree. And I don't only in the sense that like the label of best friend, for instance, I'm going to out you. I will just like say, Jody has like a lot of people that will be like, she's my best friend. And that doesn't bother me at all because <laughs> it has no impact on our friendship. Like if somebody else says you're their best friend, it doesn't mean that our relationship is less than it is. Or I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like, like my relationship with Jody is one of the most secure ones because we've known each other for so long and, and everything. And so like, obviously, yeah, I think it would fit that like best friend definition. It's just does it have to have the title? Like, does the title change anything for me? It doesn't. Yes. Um. <laughs> yes. And if someone says that Aaron's their best friend, uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Aaron's my best friend. See, I, we're, we're very I have like two it. best friends because like Jody, who I obviously see more because we're a little closer together, even though none of my best friends live <laughs> anywhere close to me. Yeah. Like our whole tribe is like two to three hours away. My friend, uh, my other friend, like best friend is in Florida. So like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just. But as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, titles are, are an important thing to me. I like titles. I, they make me feel secure. And so Aaron's my best friend. Should I, would it make you feel better if I start fighting with people when they say they're your best friend? <laughs> just throw, send a punch emoji. <laughs> with the what? Send a punch emoji through like yeah. our group messages. I will. <laughs> no, you're fine. And that's not to say you're not my best friend by me saying that I like they don't care about the label. No, I'm like. <laughs> I'm like twitching over here about to cry. No. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just saying the label alone is not what defines it for me. And like, it's not threatening to me if other people are also. Can you please start wearing a t-shirt with a picture of us that says best friends on it? Yeah. Can it be one of those like uh, the the like airbrushed t-shirts from yes. the mall? We're like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, you know how we have those hats that say like daddy and daddy's buddy? Yes. T-shirts at the mall where you get like your face like cartooned on it. And then we can get that. And rather than being like king and queen, it can be like daddy, daddy, daddy and daddy's buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. I'm so doing that. Okay, I love it. Genius. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, other social norms in general that we'll just kind of lightly touch on. Uh, one is that men should make more money than their partners and be the provider. Women should be primary caretakers of children and home. If a woman works, the man should help out. The idea that you're helping implies that the responsibility is not yours. Adults shouldn't have sleepovers with their friends after a certain age. And then the what's the last one? In dating, there are a lot of norms or unspoken rules about who should ask who out or f- text first, with typically the idea that the man should be the one pursuing or chasing the woman. Although men today want to be chased, most yeah. of them. Um, and then here's the thing: as I, I don't agree with this one in the sense that, like, 
I don't want a man who's going to like chase me or like pursue me because if I'm really interested in you, I'm going to be responsive. I'm going to text you back and I'm not going to care about like if I initiated or if I double texted or like whatever. I will definitely notice if there becomes a pattern where I'm always initiating and then I'm going to like step the fuck back. But in general, I don't know. Yeah. Um, like these are most of these are kind of dumb to me. Like the, the labels one is neutral, but the men should make more than their partner and be the provider. This one I kind of hate because I think that it it causes men to to place too much of their value in their what they do and how much they make. And it can create problems, I think, in relationships when there's an imbalance there. Also, yeah. even when women do work, they're still often expected to be the primary caretakers of the children at home and husbands. <laughs> which basically means the children at home yeah oh my gosh I started seeing videos on I don't know if it was Instagram or TikTok but it was about like how to gentle parent your husband and <laughs> they're like no I've been doing this and it works really well he's finally helping out and I was like oh my gosh stop <laughs> oh my god sorry I'm also guys right now in a like over it with men <laughs> it's like like I don't know like this week I'm just like Uh, I feel like it goes in waves, like where I'm just like, I was having a conversation with a girl at work the other day and we were talking about how it would be so nice if you could just choose to be a lesbian. You could just be like, all right, I don't like men anymore. I want to be a lesbian and date women. If like, if you could do that. I've thought about it. I've thought like, I've I've really, because I've, 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 dating as a straight woman is frustrating I have really sat down and thought like could I like am I at all because I'm kind of like a two on the Kinsey scale I'm like so maybe I could but I've never had like really romantic attraction I've never had a crush on a girl I don't feel like I would ever be able to have that chemistry like I've I've tried to think like could I and I saw this video today actually before we started recording and these girls were talking about when they have sex with guys they were like I one of the girls said, she's like, I have to think about boobs to get off. And then the other girl is like, oh, no, I totally get it. That's a really normal girl. Like, I have to think about going down on a girl when I'm with a guy to get off. And I was like, oh, damn it. Like, who's going to tell them? Like, but I'm just I've never <laughs> <Right>. once. <laughs> like, I was like, damn it. <laughs> like, I don't well. think- <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the comments were all like, okay, well, if they're so sick of like men, the we know why, like, right? Women, like, <laughs> but I see things like that that are like, oh, you're a lesbian. It always like confirms, like, or reaffirms that, like, I'm not. And it's just like, let's do that. I shouldn't be so harsh on men, but it's not for I no think. reason. It's deserved. <laughs> yeah, they're all just kind of the oh worst gosh, right yeah. now. Awful. So. On that beautiful note, it was like a downer note. Aw. <laughs> we do. We just want them to do better. All right. Uh, now it's time for Joe Jam, where we offer music recommendations or what we've been listening to. Jody, what do you have this week? So last week, and it'll be a couple weeks um, when this episode comes out, Co Wetzel and Ella Langley released a song called That's Why We Fight. And it's so good i've listened to it on repeat i know i say that about like every song but i don't care it's so good if you have not listened to it listen to it what about you not listen to it so i'll have you need to listen to it you'll like um this one is one i found on tiktok again it is called outskirts by king kitty 
and I first saw it, it was like, uh, I thought it was like a joke. And I think, I think she did this as like a, to push it, but I don't actually know. She was like, I got drunk the other night and like ended up writing a kind of country song. And it's like a weird, it's going to sound bad, but it's, it's actually, the song is actually kind of good. Like country vibe, hip hop mix, like, which usually isn't <laughs> great. Yeah. Okay. But like it, it works. I don't know. It was kind. Of, it was like catchy and kind of fun, and uh, then it, it like blew up on TikTok, and so check it out. And for okay. now, we're done with that. Oh. It's time to dish fish. You better dish fish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So today for dish fish, we're going not old school, but like we just have surprise things. We have oh, some yeah. questions that listeners have sent us and some cards. And we are going to, I don't know, I'm just going to pull things today. So I'm here for it. Yes. What we're going to be answering yet. Um, Not, unless you want to tell us what one of your secret sexual fantasies is, but I think we can skip that one. We'll skip that one. Yeah. On the spot. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys, some of y'all that send us questions. These are great. Sorry. Those were all like very sexual. Of Um, course they were. And like. Not, not like, yeah, just not. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is a bad habit you have kicked? Bad habit I have kicked. You know what I used to do? And I didn't think of it at the time and it sounds stupid. When I was nervous, I used to chew on my tongue, like with my mouth open and like the side of my tongue. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. And like, <laughs> I just thought of it recently and I don't know why, but like through school and like, co- like cosmetology yeah. school and everything. On like the side of my mouth. I've never seen you do that. Oh, because yeah, it was like gum, but I would do my tongue and like so weird. I've never kicked that. that. I've never noticed it. I think I stopped kind of close to like or like going into Cosmo school because I'm like, yeah, I don't, I really don't want to get teased in college. (laughs) That reminded me though of like a weird mouth thing I used to do. I. There's a couple. Tell us about your mouth thing. Well, there's actually now there's two that I oh okay that way. One is when I had braces. I only had braces for like less than a year in fourth grade, and I would it like hit up my gums, and I would always go like like (laughs) I like constantly like rubbing my gums on it because it felt so weird, and (laughs) that gives me the ick when I have flashbacks and think about that. And that's what your tongue thing made me. Yeah, the same thing. It gives me the ick about myself, and it's like. like um I also used like, to think it was like really like a talent like you know when you're little and people are like what's your talent and I would I would put my entire fist in my mouth and yes. I had no idea like that there was any like con like that that was fucking <laughs> weird as it is I just knew it always got like a big reaction so I thought like this is a really funny talent <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> fucking stupid perfect <laughs> oh um, you want to try it now that, but that was never like a habit habit. Do yeah. I want to try it now? You try it first. I quit smoking. That's my like, that's a like, one that I'm proud of. That that's I, a good one. That's a good one. A long time ago. Thank God. Yeah. Can can you do it? Just try it. No. Just try it. I'll do it on my OnlyFans for 10 bucks. Who here is the kinkiest? You. Um, What's the oh, most sh- embarrassing thing you've ever had to ask Google? Dude, my search history is like, I don't think there's anything I've asked Google that's not embarrassing. Oh my gosh. Especially when I'm doing research for these podcasts sometimes. <laughs> I know. A lot of things like how to spell shit. And I think I'm a good speller, but like maybe not anymore. Oh, I'm not. I'm it. I used to be a good speller and I used to be able to, like when I first started in my career, I would like, um, I edited a lot of stuff for print mm. and now 
I don't even know what I'd do without autocorrect and stuff. Yeah. Um, when do you think you peaked? 2010. Shut up. I swear, I was looking in uh, Facebook photos, and I've kind of got them, like, by season and by year. And I was looking at pictures in 2010, and I was like, oh, my God. I want to look like that again. Same, but, like, also, I don't... Like, yes, physically, I was, like, I think hotter then. But um, I was going to say, I don't think either of us have actually peaked yet. No, if you're thinking, like, mental-wise and, like... Like, overall. Overall, yeah. Overall, we haven't got there yet. No, for sure. No. But, like, I was definitely hotter in 2010. I don't think so. I think you're a hot bitch now. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you regret sleeping with? Jeez, guys. Jeez. (laughs) not answering that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry i'm trying to find one that is appropriate <laughs> good luck <laughs> oh what are your like top love languages okay um uh the new one definitely stands out for me like the knowing you or whatever like when people remember you pay attention to like little pay attention details. and remember like little things yeah about me that's definitely my love language that's a good one yeah and mine are probably like physical touch and acts of service. Yeah. Or like doing sweet things or like yeah. nice or helpful things. So yeah, that's all we have for today. Uh, we have more questions that you guys have sent in, answered on our Instagram, saved in our highlight. I have not been great about putting those up recently. Maybe by the time this comes out, I'll be back on the roll. I have like waves where I do it and don't <laughs> and I don't know how it's all Aaron so <laughs> actually I've tried but I couldn't get into the app right like, yeah it wasn't that was like a weird so. it wasn't letting you log in Mm-mm. the anonymous thing uh yeah. which is where the questions are coming from so anyways um yeah follow us on Instagram and if you are listening to this on an audio platform or on YouTube uh like and leave a review or comment, subscribe, follow all the stuff, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.